This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, having completed the federal election campaign, uh, there are still some folks who are wondering uh, where are we going with the latest things that have been promised during the campaign. I mean, there were a lot of multi-million dollar, billion dollar promises made. Let's just get uh, a lay of the land from the NDP perspective. Andrew Cash, former NDP MP and co-founder of the Urban Worker Project, was running in Davenport riding, uh, did not win on Monday night, but he's joined the Oakley Show to explain how things perhaps did not work out in his favor. Andrew, good afternoon. Hello, John. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, Would have wished you better, but uh, it didn't work out. Why do you think the NDP, I mean, just like the Conservatives, shut out in Toronto? Why? Uh, (laughs) That's the big question, eh? I, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's a little confusing um, and perplexing, frankly. Um, but, you know, these are, uh, you know, you can never predict in an election what's going to happen, right? And uh, um, I don't, you know, the, the, uh, I think the, the Liberals played a lot on, uh, on sort of, you know, uh, don't vote NDP, because if you do, you'll get Andrew Scheer. And I think that that was a, a considerable factor, definitely, uh, for the ridings downtown, such as mine. So you were a victim of strategic voting? I think that was part of it. Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, or, you know, I mean, some people are saying the Liberals had a, a killer ground game in Toronto. Mm, I didn't see that. <laughs> okay. I really did I really didn't. At least not in my writing. But, um, no, I think, uh, you know, um, having an endorsement from Obama in the last, uh, in the you know, home stretch, uh, uh, you know, was a, was a, you know, a bit of a signal to people as well, I think. And, and I think that might have pushed a few folks over to their side of the ledger as well. All right. Uh, so the progressive vote then was actually swayed by Barack Obama's endorsement on Twitter. I think to a certain degree, yep. Mm. I think so. Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, you know, there's many different factors, right, um, that that go into this. Um, but I, you know, I wish I, I wish I had the insight. If I did, I might have won. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Uh, you know, or yeah. you know, was it the overarching policies from? head office or, uh, you know, people at the ground level, you know, in Davenport riding, uh, perhaps, you know, felt that the Liberals may be able to deliver on some of the things that they promised. Look, I mean, uh, there were a lot of big, big promises. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this now going to be a case of, you know, some horse trading where Jagmeet Singh was pretty chuffed on election night? You might have heard the speech. I mean, he almost felt like he had won. And even though he was, you know, well, I know, lost uh, half the caucus but still felt mm-hmm. good because he mm-hmm. feels he's in the catbird seat and can actually dictate terms and get things done. Uh, do you believe that to be the case? Well, I don't think anyone thinks anyone's going to be able to dictate terms. But but I think what is the case, and we heard this, I heard this often on the campaign, um, people want to see our politicians um, collaborating on, you know, in a, in a certain way. Um, it, well, in ways that that they don't usually uh, do, and I think I think for I think there's a, a general longing for uh, for less of the partisan hackery <laughs> and and more of let's roll up our sleeves and get a few things done here, and and I think 
Um, absent of true democratic reform, I think Canadians opted for you know the next best thing, which is a minority government. I and I think that, and I think that it is important, especially in the early stages, in my view, that um, that Parliament works somehow. And and I think it can. I think I mean we have lots of examples of of minority parliaments that actually were you know accomplished quite a lot of things. All right, Andrew Cash is with us, former NDP MP, uh, co-founder of the Urban Worker Project, having run in Davenport but not successfully this last time around. Andrew, you know when you say Parliament is going to work, uh, you're, we're hoping. But look, one of the big ticket items, and Justin Trudeau's pronounced this uh, yesterday, saying you know one of his priorities is getting this Trans Mountain pipeline through. Jagmeet Singh mm-hmm. is vehemently opposed to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see yeah. that uh, there is going to be any heed given to Jagmeet's uh, objections to this or Elizabeth May's objections or this project going ahead? Well, you know, this is the interesting thing about where we're at right now, John, because I think uh, certainly in Toronto people voted. Uh, uh, they they thought or they continue to think or believe that, that the Liberals are the progressive option uh, versus versus sheer. But I think you may see, um, ultimately, uh, I, I, let's put it this way, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some collaboration with Conservatives on some of the Liberal agenda, uh, including Trans Mountain. I mean, that's the other party that is really supportive of Trans Mountain. Mm-hmm. So, so I, <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see, you know, Jason Kenney going kind of ballistic um, when basically Trudeau is saying, yes, I, I want to build the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Yes, I do want to build it. I, so I think, you know, you're going to see the Bloc and the NDP and the Greens uh, opposing this, but you will you may see um, some votes coming in the Liberals' way from the Conservative caucus to yeah, get this. Yeah, that's uh, what the smart money is betting on, but uh, which, again, ought to uh, soothe the savage breast, as uh, you might say, uh, from the folks out west. But still, would there be horse trading to the point where Jugmead or Elizabeth May or anybody might make it a precondition of uh, support further down the line uh, that you got to... And I don't know how they're going to do it, but, uh, you know, can they actually try to extract promises for future promises? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. And I know that, that in 2005, Jack Layton was, was successful in, in, uh, in, in influencing considerably the, the, the Liberals' budget that year and, and stopping a massive uh, corporate tax cut and putting that money into into various other social programs uh, that help workers. But so, so some of those kinds of things could happen. Uh, I think Mr. Trudeau indicated he, he wasn't interested in any kind of formal coalition of any sort, and he'd go on a on a on a case by case basis. So I think you are going to see. All sorts of surprising things, I think, coming out of this uh, this government. Andrew, as co-founder of the Urban Worker Project, uh, when you hear that low-income workers are going to get a tax cut, this is what Justin Trudeau has maintained, even as a campaign promise. Uh, so the threshold, I guess, for tax exemption goes from about 12000 and change up to 15000 in the lowest quintile. Uh, you got to be in favor of that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think... People should really be having to pay taxes on the first twenty-five grand. You know, people. Some people. That's all they make, and uh, you know, that's a tough. That's a, that is tough in a city like Toronto. But but you know, affordability was a major issue in this campaign, and we know that uh, that 
too many folks in Toronto and across the GTA. They're working hard, John. It's not like people aren't working. They're working, you know, two, three jobs. And they can't afford uh, to, you know, pay the rent and, and have a, you know, a decent life. Uh, and, and that issue of affordability is not going to be addressed by this tax cut. I think it's a good idea. Um, we, as you know, we're advocating and will continue to advocate uh, a wealth tax for folks with $20 million of wealth or more. I think, and then we would put those things into some affordability issues like universal pharmacare and dental care. And I think you're going to hear more about that from from Jagmeet. Uh, that's the kind of way we are looking at at taxes right now. All right. Uh, are you confident then that the uh, Trudeau government would implement that uh, policy, that plank uh, for pharmacare and dental care? Because you know the NDP may want that, and uh, that would yeah, be one of yeah. those trade offs. Well, well, you know, listen, I'm not, I, it's, yeah, I think it, depending on what the liberal agenda is, I mean, if they go, if they sort of skew more center-right, which which is their, which is often what they do, um, then they may find willing partners in the conservatives, that would, which would be, frankly, I think, really surprising for a lot of people here in Toronto and certainly in Davenport who thought they were going to get progressive government out of this. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're in uncharted territory here. Definitely there's a clean, a clean minority government here between uh, liberals with the NDP holding the balance of power. But there are two other major parties there that uh, that could influence things as well. And finally, I mean, you're talking about uh, the progressive vote. It went to the Liberals in Toronto and, uh, you know, again, decimated the chances for uh, the NDP being major players, but you're still there. I mean, where does the NDP go from here? I mean, uh, do you attack further to the left or be more progressive? I mean, you can't go to the right because basically you're overlapping. The Liberals already have that territory. Uh, where do you yeah, go? I, well, I think we ran a great campaign, and, and, and I think Jagmeet did a great job, and I think our platform was exactly where we need to be. I think we're going in the right direction. We're talking about uh, you know transforming the Canadian economy and getting it actually working for people so that they can afford to live where they are, where they've got some stability in their lives, which is not happening right now. And 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 I think you know, frankly, the the NDP is the only party that's going to really stand up to the big, you know, the biggest, most powerful corporations and wealthiest Canadians who still get out scot free from paying, uh, you know, taxes on the bulk of their wealth. And it all gets loaded on regular working folks, and that's who we're focused on—the regular working folks—and trying to trying to find a way to um, to make their lives better and to relieve some of the stress in people's everyday life. Well, we'll see if uh, the folks are disillusioned because the odds are we're back to the polls again within two years or so. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, who knows? They'll tack back to a further left position, and uh, your day may yet come. Andrew, I appreciate you joining <laughs> us here on the show this afternoon. Okay. Hey, I appreciate um, being on the show, too. Thanks, John. You got it. Andrew Cash, former NDP MP, founder of the Urban Worker Project. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 